1: Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to a bad end, to a bad week and what looks like being, for Liverpool's recent high standards, a bad season. Liverpool let two points slip from their grasp in having to draw 1-1 at Leeds United on Monday night, but at that time it didn't seem to matter so much given the spectre of the European Super League that was controversially endorsed by the club's owners FSG. Now thanks to the action of fans, players and managers, including Liverpool boss Klopp and captain Jordan Henderson, plans for the breakaway league collapsed almost as quickly as they had been unveiled. That meant today's visits of Newcastle United to Anfield took on renewed significance, as victory would have taken the Reds into fourth place. But just like on Monday against Leeds, they conceded late on and had to settle for a 1-1 draw. That means their hopes of earning a place in next season's Champions League is now in the balance. It should have been so different, as you'll hear across the course of this podcast. We have the thoughts of Liverpool supporters Mark Baker, Mike Holt and Owen Thomas, but we started Anfield with Klopp's post-match press conference in full and firstly the verdict of the Liverpool Echo's Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst.
2: Liverpool's hopes of finishing in the, the top four of this season's Premier League have taken a massive blow after a one one draw with Newcastle here in Anfield this afternoon. Um, again Liverpool uh, dominated pretty much um, for large portions of the game and uh, another game where Liverpool are counting the cost of missed chances but this time probably more than any of the previous games that they failed to win in Anfield this season and we, we are looking at uh, a run that's included um six successive defeats and, and three draws as well so it's nine games without a win this season at Anfield, which is incredible when you think that um, liverpool have only lost um, once in the last four years here in a premier league game with fans inside the ground that of course was on April 23rd um, 2017 against the Crystal Palace but times they've certainly changed here at MT Anfield where liverpool really struggled to pick up three points uh, Mohamed Salah fired in his 29th goal of the season early on and it looked like that was going to calm the nerves and Liverpool were set for a fairly routine and comfortable afternoon but it's been uh, a long time since they've had anything like that uh, at this stadium and Newcastle slowly but surely found their way into the game and had one or two half chances but Liverpool always looked um, in control and, and uh, as I say, carved out plenty of chances themselves particularly in the first half with Diogo Jota, uh, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah all going close and probably should have taken the. Um, A lead, something resembling maybe three or four nil into the break. But uh, as tends to be the case uh, at Anfield these days, Liverpool uh, failed to take uh, take their chances, and Newcastle got their way back into it. Uh, Callum Wilson was probably unfortunate to have uh, got ruled out for VAR for handball in injury time, and Liverpool looked as though luck was finally on their side, but it wasn't to be. Joel Willock uh, responded even later um, into the four minutes at a time to make sure that uh, Steve Bruce's side earned a share of the spoils and Liverpool's chance to go into the top four, if only for a couple of hours, um, fell by the wayside. And now you have to say that their hopes of finishing inside the Champions League places this season, what's been a miserable season, have now taken an almighty blow and uh, West Ham play Chelsea uh, in the next couple of hours. but. Uh, with so many teams fighting for that top four, Liverpool, you have to say, uh, are really up against it inside the final five games. Um, their owner, John W. Henry, seems hell-bent on making sure that they're not in the Champions League with the formation of the controversial Super League now all but doomed. But it uh, looks like Henry may finally get his wish uh, with Liverpool not being in the Champions League next season and, in fact, going to be in the Europa League. So, Liverpool, um, the the uh, trudge goes on. Five more games of what has been a difficult and at times harrowing campaign, but... Uh, all they can do is make sure they just try and pick up as many points as possible and see what happens with the teams above them. But uh, it's on to Old Trafford now. It's finished here in Anfield. Uh, Liverpool
3: won and Newcastle won. Full time that that felt like a, a defeat. How tough is it to take, particularly given the chances that you had to take all three points today?
4: Very, very tough to take. Um, but there's nobody else to blame than ourselves. So um, when you create chances like we created today and don't use them, then you keep the game open. That's what we did, um, and in half, we played We it. scored there as well, but again, you you have to. That's in football, uh, the oldest and most probably most important football rule. You better use your chances when you have them, because they will all come back again. So, um, and that's what we didn't do, and. That's why, in the end, Newcastle deserves a point because they scored a goal which was disallowed. Um, and so, as far as I remember, pretty much the first time we were lucky with VR, to be honest. But um, um, we didn't even take that present. So we gave them another one and they used that. And so it's a 1 1.
3: Understandably, it seems you feel pretty flat after that. Does that also sum up how significant a blow you feel that is to your top four hopes now as well?
4: Yeah, of course. But actually, the top four is just to go to top four is all uh, depends all on the results we 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 get on the pitch. So um, and with well and with this uh, with this with this with these kind of games you don't get there so outside people told me that um, against the bottom 6 of the of the table we we got all together 5 points or something like that which is absolutely <laughs> um, obviously not okay with all respect um, we had in all these games I'm pretty sure a lot of chances didn't use them and so we are where we are um, so now uh, we, I, I need time to be frustrated, I need time to be angry and when that's over, then we, we go again. But um, with results like this, um, you will not make big steps.
1: Huh? OK, thank you. We've got Simon Mullock, then we've got Dan Matthews, Dave Maddock and we're finishing with Paul Joyce. That should be just about it. But you need to unmute, please, Simon, if that's OK. I'll, I'll put you on mute so we couldn't
3: hear. There you go. Are you good? Uh, yeah. Do you think um, with that late goal, do you think your, your players kind of, Lost their concentration with the VAR decision in a strange way, because they felt that they got off off the hook with with that uh, this loud goal.
4: No, I think I'm not sure exactly it was. Um, we played on quite a while, eh? so but lost concentration. No, um, it was a, a massive uh, warning sign, obviously, um, and so it just happened when the ball is in the air. So you have, to, you have to avoid two things. The first thing is the ball in the box, to, to, to go in the box. It's only possible when you are there where they shoot the ball in the box. Um, for that, you should not stand too deep, which we were in a couple of moments. Because in the box, then a lot of things can happen. We cannot defend like they can attack, they can take the risk. We can't So because of penalty and all these kind of things. And then they lose this little challenge and then he's free in front of Ali and deflected, I think. On top of that, I don't think it was a concentration thing, but it was... Um, bad enough to 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 give them the chance to score. Okay,
1: thank you. Simon, so Dan Matthews, then Dave Malik. Dan. Hi Jürgen. And on, on
0: the missed chances, it's been something that's been a particular issue at home since the start of the year and not not just today. I just wondered what you think's gone wrong. You tried different formations. You had four British strikers on the pitch today. What what's going wrong and what, what can you do to turn it around?
4: Oh, uh, it's only one way to go again, to go again, to go again. It's now in training. It you can't believe me that we do often enough finishing um, when we have time to train, and we have now time to train, obviously. So that's not about that. It's just about um, you. You can you can see it in a in a positive face, in a every really positive phase. I mean, you miss it, you miss chances. It's just nobody talks about them. Yeah, when you have a really good game, you have kind of 25 shots on target, or 25 shots, like 10, 12 on target. Most of the time, only two or three of them are in. That means you you miss a lot of chances in in, in good games, in really good games. But you don't care because you're in a positive moment and and you just know, okay, good information, that's how we do it, that's how we should do it again and then we can score. And in our situation, obviously still, which is tough to accept, but we see it, we don't score with the first, we score with the first, don't score with the second, don't score with the third, don't score with the fourth, stuff like this. And then it's it. obviously the, the confidence drops. You can see that. Eh? So, And that's not OK, but happened. And that's why these these situations are different. So you have. But the only way you can do it, you have to create. We have to create chances and you have to bring it to yourself in, in positions where, from where you can score. And that's what we'll do. Dave Maddock,
1: and then finish with Paul Joyce.
4: Dave. Jürgen,
0: you actually said... Um that in specific circumstances you you don't have the fight and i just wonder what you meant by that and also you do seem to lack a tiny bit of when, when things go against you at the moment that resolve your teams are famous for and and i kind of wonder what 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 you feel is the issue
4: with with the team course, could it be the first part of you or what did i say the first part of you, you said
0: that in specific you, you said that um, in, in specific uh, moments that you, you don't fight in uh, fight in a certain way. You said that earlier.
4: Yeah, fight yourself. Fight yourself. So, like that's what you, that's pretty much the same answer for both. It, it's like this in tricky moments. So things don't go your way easily. It's not clicking constantly. These kind of things. The only chance you have is to fight yourself. It means that you really that you really go against it. There's no no chance. No nothing is allowed. No drop of body language, whatever is allowed at all. You just have to go to go to go. And um, that's what we. I, I see the same. You said it as well when things go against us, it doesn't look like we are. And now we strike back um, immediately, which is difficult when only two minutes to play and you can see the late goal. But you, what I mean in these moments, you miss chances. That's what the answer bef- for the question before. When um, you miss chances, you just have, that's an information. A missed chance is just an information, it means you came in the right space, you could, you, you could cause them problems. So do it again. And if you need little adaptation, do it. But get again in the right situation. And for example, the second half didn't start as well as the first half ended. And so, like football-wise, all of a sudden they had kind of possession. It was completely unnecessary. So I said we are we are very critical with us. And in that case, of course, in that sense of, in that case, anyway, because we know the only the only people to blame for that is us. And um, so we have to do that, and we will do that. But it's not about. And there never was in football a, a miracle formula. where I say, okay, if you do that. Everything will be fine again. No, you have to work for it, and that's what people do. Okay,
1: thank you. I, I was just one.
0: Sorry, Jurgen. I was just wondering about though that sometimes it feels as though they expect it to happen now because of the. Yeah,
4: but that's that's uh, again, French years in a the business. Uh, these situations, these phases, you always have them. It's like it's clear if you don't. So the only way to deny the other team really is by keeping is keeping the ball. That's keeping the ball. So just keep the ball. And we had that situation. We had it in the past, two years ago in the season, we had a lot of games, we were tuning it up, and then we controlled the game, just controlled the game. They didn't attack, we didn't attack, so just we had the ball. We let them run um, until they're nearly warm. In. So let me say like this. And today then we lose patience in moments like this, we go, let's try here and pass the ball through in not necessary moments. It's not about not creating. No, 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 you can create, but without... Um, Forgetting about the protection, to give them them counter-attacks unnecessary, losing the ball in the wrong moments, there's no need for that. So that's controlling a game Um, and we didn't do that well enough, to be honest. So that's always what gave Newcastle, step by step, of course they took all the risk in the end, pretty much all the strikers they had uh, were on the pitch and it's all clear. Um, But they didn't do anything with that. They scored a goal, was handball. They we were lucky there, but the goal they and the score in the end was a high ball in the box, and there were a lot of people in the box, so we could have won that as well, um, but we didn't. And the ball, I mean, and uh, that's why uh, Weddock was in the end free in front of the goal, and the ball was deflected, I think, and equalizer. Tough to take, but not to change.
0: Okay, final question, guys Paul.
1: Yeah, I think we've said previously that. Um... Maybe looking longer term, if the, if the injured players are back and and Anfield has fans again, things would be different. Does anything that that's happening at the moment make you worry that that's too simplistic? A uh, solution to the problems.
4: No, no. Um... It's, it's like every, each player in the world needs kind of momentum, needs positive feedback from himself, situation working, stuff like that. No, no, no. The, 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 the long-term solutions are fine. Um, the short-term we have, to, we have to think about and to work on, um, but the long-term solutions are it's It's not too simplistic. It's, I know it's not only because the season is over and some defenders come back that we all of a sudden will play again, but we have to become a very, very um, uh, tricky team to play against. Angry team in a positive football way, this kind of things. That's what we have to become again. And so we have now the chance. So now, definitely, we have nothing to lose anymore. And right? that's definitely like this. So, because now we are in a situation, okay, where Sam and Chelsea cannot win both, but one of them can win. And they're, I don't know, four or five points away. That doesn't look likely. We play Man United away. They're in a good moment. All these kind of things. It all doesn't look like it's not in our favor. But if we play like this, if we don't finish games like this off, why should you play Champions League? That's the question. So, and I've said now we have a full week to speak about. We want to deserve the Champions League. We don't want to come on like, um, like be cheeky and come in somehow. We want to, we want to earn it. And, um, with, this, with these results, you don't earn it. So that means it's all on the table. Go for it. And now we have to obviously, we will talk about it. You can imagine that. And, um, but in the moment, it feels really, it feels really close to be unacceptable. But we have to accept it anyway.
0: The post game podcast on the Blood
3: Red Channel.
5: Disastrous result for Liverpool against Newcastle, following on from a disastrous result against Leeds in the week, which has meant Liverpool miss out on four points. And I think confidently, confidently now we can say that they will not be finishing in the Champions League positions this year in what has been a terrible season for the club. There's no way to dress it up. And I think today's performance, well, maybe not performance, because there was long spells where they played particularly well, although Newcastle are very limited. But the way in which Liverpool surrendered their advantage pretty much summed up the season for me. I mentioned some weeks ago, actually, that I believe that Liverpool's season would be defined, not what happened in the majority of the pitch, but in the two boxes. I always felt that Liverpool would not be good enough at both ends of the field, but it really mattered to be able to challenge in the Champions League. And also, as the season panned out, and with the personnel and the form of the players in the top end of the pitch, uh, they would not be cementing that Champions League position, which is obviously disastrous. I'll use that word again for the club going into next season. So, just touching on the in the both boxes, I mean football can sometimes be an overcomplicated game and there's lots of different nuances that make the football seems successful or not so successful but just on a basic level if you've got only one player in your side who can realistically score on a regular basis I know Jota has performed well in, in that area for Liverpool this season but suffered injury problems so if you only have Salah as your goal scorer on a regular basis you're always going to be in a struggle to win football matches on a consistent basis especially when you add, then add that to the centre half position that Liverpool currently have. Kabach and Fabinho operating there in this particular fixture and we also know the other issues and the other personnel who've played there throughout the season and just put simply they're not at the capacity in that back line to be able to handle individual moments in games and this was a great example because Newcastle very poor in possession but all they really were going to muster in the game was crosses from wide areas when they advanced which wasn't very often and also counters when Liverpool's initial pressure was unable to retrieve the ball and then it was Situations in more isolated one v one situations against Newcastle's quite mobile attackers, and Liverpool look vulnerable throughout the game to both of these potential attacking avenues for the the opposition. I always felt when Newcastle were able to escape that initial pressure from Liverpool, that if you were to get Liverpool's players in any kind of foot race or any kind of isolated incidents in a one v one, they were gonna really struggle. And they're going to really struggle because they, they haven't got the player profiles to be able to play centre-half for Liverpool. in the way Liverpool play and like to dominate the game and dominate territory means that you have to be able to operate in that isolation and they're not able to do so. And then the lack of authority when the ball is then played into the penalty area from wide areas. I mean, we've seen it against Leeds in in, in relation to the ball coming into the penalty area, and for me, it was just a, a massive weakness in the middle of that centre-half position. Kabach was nowhere near aggressive enough, dominant enough to be able to win that ball at such a crucial moment. And again, today, we've got a situation where Liverpool get in, Liverpool's two centre-halves get into a foot race, get a reprieve in that the ball comes off Callum Wilson's hand, Newcastle don't get the equaliser, but then succumb to another ball into the penalty area which is just nowhere near good enough. And, and incidents in which the opposition get into these areas that would be stopped at source by Liverpool's centre-halves who are available, who have been available in previous seasons. So, it's, it's listen, it's it's everything we, we know, really. I mean, these players who are currently operating for Liverpool in the centre of that defence, I know Fabiano's playing out of position, but they are not at the required level. And Liverpool will keep coming up short Obviously, going into Liverpool's attacking fade, which we touched on just before, I mean, the decline of Firmino has been long-standing. Now, um, Manny is obviously a massive problem because he looks like his confidence has fell off a cliff. Now, I don't think that gets flicked by a switch. Certainly not in Firmino's case, but because the decline has been apparent. And listen, at times, he, you know, we linked the play well, and today, and I felt there was some nice connections from midfield to Liverpool's attack and that's what he does offer when he's on his game but the sheer lack of, of output now has to be a major concern for a Liverpool player operating in the highest position. He's always got enough goals to justify his inclusion master with all the, the excellent traits he's displayed in his all-round game throughout the years but that even that's tailed off to some extent and, and money is obviously suffering for a number of months now of of just making really poor decisions within the final third and Liverpool is obviously the player who who's carried on with the productivity of Salah, and you'd probably say that even he at times his decision making or final finish hasn't been what it should be. But without him, who knows where Liverpool would be in an attacking third. So it's it's very much the two the two boxes for me. I mean today Liverpool had total control for the majority of the game although the manager and it's like anything when things start to go wrong and there's, there's a lack of confidence, there's a lack of belief in in maybe the decisions you're making. Even the manager has to take responsibility. I've set this down the, the last couple of months. He's been a fantastic manager for Liverpool and, and still still is. But even the decision to take off Thiago in midfield, who'd had really good control of the game, I found that a really strange decision. And I, I found some other decisions particularly strange throughout the last few months, but that's what can happen when doubt sets in. So it's definitely going to be one and a season for Liverpool to rub from the memory books. The difficulty is it's hard to do that when the knock-on effect of you not qualifying for the Champions League has direct implications in so many areas, never mind recruitment. Um, Acquisitions of players, maybe, I've mentioned this before in the last podcast, maybe the uh, sales that you may, may have to make financially and... And them kind of things. Just just all aspects, really. So, really disappointing in what's been a disastrous season, I must say, for Liverpool. Who could have imagined that Liverpool would have been in this situation at this stage of the season? It's been a really sobering one, but, listen, it, it is what it is and, and Liverpool have got to come back next season with a plan both on and off the field to be able to get back into a position of ascendancy, which won't be won't be easy.
3: Liverpool 1, Newcastle 1. Perfect conditions at Anfield also meant a perfect start for the Reds, with an unbelievable touch and strike from Mo Salah in that third minute. It looked like a really controlled performance in the first half, and it only really looked like one team were going to be leaving that edge of their own box. Newcastle did have a chance in the 20th minute with Longstaff after Trent plays him in, but Alisson makes a good save. I personally wanted to see that front four, all in that starting 11, being trialled a little bit more and, like it was at the case at the start of the season on occasions, and I think those sort of games where you know Newcastle won't come out of their own half and have that much possession, it does constantly pose a threat and tests to resolve the opposition's back four. That being said, as attacking as that formation is to watch, you did see the likes of St of Maximum being able to run at the back four, but inevitably no end product to come with it in that first half. I also felt that formation did benefit Thiago the most that we've probably seen him in a red shirt. Salah should make it 2-0 in the 35th minute with a one-on-one with the keeper, but fails to show that ruthlessness that we've been lacking for the last few weeks and pretty much all season, to be quite honest. And again, Manny has a chance in the 40th minute, showing a lack of finishing to score. The encouraging thing was that we made the chances and we were in the right places. And then second half comes and we seem to run out of steam a little bit. We needed to get that second goal to kill the game. And then, inevitably, in added time, we finally paid that price for not finishing the chances when Joe Willock finds the back of the net not long after a Callum Wilson goals chalked off by VAR. The warning signs were coming towards the end of that game, and if one game was to really sum up our season, it was today's. We have to find that ruthlessness. Liverpool, of old, had to get that top four. And at the moment, we don't currently deserve to be playing Champions League football next season. Really disappointing to only take a point from that match in a weekend where one of West Ham or Chelsea are guaranteed to drop points with them playing each other.
0: Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. In these uncertain times, in a world that's constantly changing, at least there are some things you can rely on. Dawn will break, dusk will fall, politicians will lie... And Liverpool Football Club will squander a wizard's hat full of chances only to get hit by a sucker punch and drop yet more Premier League points. Concealing at the death is not just bad luck though, it's happened too often for that. I think we're just not good enough at la- last-ditch defending and we desperately need to improve in that regard. Hopefully the papers are right and we have already signed at least one top quality defensive reinforcement, although I'd say we'd also very much benefit from at least one midfield enforcer type in the mould of Bisuma, Ndidi or Goretzka. For me though, the more concerning facet of our disappointing Groundhog Day double act of Debbie Downers, is the fact that we can't seem to finish a two-piece jigsaw. We couldn't score in front of a scalpel and a piece of plywood, and we wouldn't be able to stick it in if we had a bamboo pole and were standing in front of a wet cabbage patch. I don't actually think that the top four race is over, but we would need five wins out of the last five, and in order to win matches, we can't keep having it over 20 shots and scoring just one goal or fewer. Bang it in, guys. Zing it into the net. I don't care what you do, but stop this panic in front of the onion bag. It's only an onion bag. What is there to be afraid of? Speaking of food, I have to go now and resume cooking. The thought of stabbing cutting and chopping things is rather appealing now so this is owen from cop on podcast wanting to kick this season's bottom out of my life and bar it from ever sullying my porch again wow unlucky again i suppose is it you've been listening to the post game podcast on the blood red channel